Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Ed and Bob Show, number 81, live from Maynardville, Tennessee. Woo-hoo! Good morning. We talk all night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. And you and you and you. Well, thank you so much there. You're so welcome, buddy. Good morning, Mr. Bradley. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Good. How weird is that? <laughs> Shiny bright. And then? It's too late to say goodnight, so good morning, good morning, some beams will soon shine through. Well, here we go, Ed. What did you say this was, uh, 81? It is, 81 wow. shows, buddy. Wow. How'd you do that? I don't know. You did it. Uh, we're, we got uh, Now we're up to 22 countries where people listen to us. And uh, it's, you know, and then one thing I have learned, we're going to have to quit talking about too much local stuff. Yeah. Because as the uh, yeah. listeners go, we need to be a little bit further out. Yeah. So we're going to talk about more national. Yeah. We can do some state stuff yeah. and more international stuff. But we're going to have to quit talking about Knox County. Well, I thought maybe these people were listening to get a little taste of home. Well, I, I, I buy that. Well, this is the Ed and Bob Show. He's Ed. I'm Bob. We're glad you're here. And you know what? He's going to do he's going to tell you what's coming up in the next 30 minutes happy thanksgiving Woo-hoo. we got our questions of the day also our topic thanksgiving how it started where it is today how many turkeys can you eat it is thanksgiving you know the the, mm-hmm. the leaves are falling it's exciting and, and it's getting cooler and stuff and so it is thanksgiving happy thanksgiving to everyone we are glad you're listening to the Eddie bob show and we're going to get into some news if you don't mind and mr brantley's going to kick us off with Laura something. Hurst. Who's that? She's a 36-year-old girl in Battleground, Indiana. Okay. She was found dead with an eight-foot python wrapped Ooh. around her neck at her home. Mm. Good grief. And this, building, this building is a reptile home. What's that? Well, it's all snakes. There's nothing in there but snakes in this whole house. What? It's a reptile home. I don't want one of those. Wow. She has a bunch of snakes, and one of them killed her. Is that the bottom line here? Yeah, that's right. Now, I don't know if, it, if it's her house or what, but, I mean, that's amazing. They wrapped it, it wrapped around her neck? Yep, choked her to death. You think she was maybe asleep, and then <laughs> he said, hey, I got a surprise for you. Yes, sir, you got that right. Well, hey, if you, Ed, as, as I've heard many times, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? If you lay with snakes... <laughs> <laughs> gonna choke you eventually. Just gonna bite you. Yeah, it'll it's bite you in bite the bud. There you go. What else you got? Well, out in San Francisco, it's just going to hell in a handbasket. No just, question it, about that. You know, Prop 47 was passed to reduce a certain nonviolent felonies to misdemeanors. Mm-hmm. Well, what's happened with now? There's a big rise in shoplifting because it's a misdemeanor. They don't even stop you. I heard you walk, about that. You can walk in a store, grab something, and walk out. You don't even have to run because they won't stop you. I heard about this. It's so they're not arresting like the homeless and stuff for for stealing. So if right. you own a business, it's just like an open day to come in and steal your stuff. Yeah, I mean this is this. It happens every day, everywhere, all over the city. The Tenderloin District has that town fallen oh. apart or what? Oh man, it's unbelievable. Would you want to be a business out there? No. So stealing is a misdemeanor. Yeah. So when well, does it become serious? Steal, if you steal drugs, a car or if something? If you take less than nine, if it, if the merchandise is less than nine hundred fifty dollars in value, it's mm-hmm. a misdemeanor. 
Well, then I'm putting a value of $951 on everything, yeah. but we'll discount it at the cash <laughs> register for you or something. Ah, uh, so now I'm so say, glad I don't live there. Yeah, so now they say, you know, that this way they can, they can leave it open for the more serious crimes. But, but San Francisco now has the highest rate of property crime, which includes theft, shoplifting, and vandalism, among the 20th largest cities in the nation. You got Yahoo's running that place. That's amazing. You really do. I mean, you know, listen, if you you elect all those people that let everything just the way it goes in California, Los Angeles, San Francisco, I mean, they got, they're paying for all their bad decisions. Yeah. Somewhere along the line, you guys stand up and say, you know, we're not tolerating stuff anymore. How do you tolerate theft? How is that just okie dokie? We we'll slap you, you on the hand. No, you can't do it. You Come can't on. do it with your it's children. You can't do right it. Right and wrong. That's right. There's a difference between that. And and black market dealers, they constantly cross state lines because they know California will go easy on them if they get caught. Mm. They're not going to bother them. Mm-mm-mm. So uh, uh, it's not only hurting retailers, but it's also becoming a public safety issue for consumers. It's becoming a lifestyle for people who can't do anything except take the loss. You know, it's it's terrible. It's happening every day, hour by hour. Mm. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they got some serious problems there. And uh, I don't. I, you know, we when we talk about the homeless situation in San Francisco, mm-hmm. that town seems like it's just imploding. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't see anything in sight that's going to save it. All right. Well, you know, California is one of a handful of states that doesn't hand out plastic shopping bags. So to get one, the purchaser has to pay an additional dime. Yeah. I've well, been there. Resi- if you go to CVS there, you pay 10 cents to get a bag. So residents looking to save 10 cents or spare the environment typically put merchandise in a purse, backpack, or have it in their hand when they walk out. Yes. And that creeps me That's out because I'm afraid I'm going to be <laughs> accused of stealing. Yeah. It's nothing. It's not. The stores are being forced to lock up all their merchandise. Mm-hmm. You'll be not too long now. You'll go to California, and all the merchandise will be behind bars. I don't know. Have, I don't know what the, the answer is. I mean, it goes back to what I just said a minute ago. There's right and there's wrong. Mm-hmm. You just can't have middle ground. All yeah. right, we got to move along, Ed. Okay. We got to go. All right, we're going to get into the questions of the day, and you get your first shot. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah right. I'll let you go okay. first. All right. Unless you, you know, you don't want to. I got one here. What is it? You well, can't find it. I'm looking. I got a question for you. Do you have right. a question? Yeah. That's my question. Okay. All right, go ahead. My question is this. Turkey or ham? <laughs> well, here we are. Thanksgiving. A lot of people are listening to us around the fireplace right now. <laughs> you know, they got their little little wool footies on, and they're saying, "I'm gonna listen to Ed and Bob show." And and Ed says, "Turkey or ham?" Yeah. And and Paul looks over at Ma, and she looks back, yeah. and uh, she says, "What do you think Bob will say?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say turkey. I I love. I'll have a little bit of ham on the side. But the main focus here to me at Thanksgiving is turkey, and I want gravy all over it. Yeah, it's real. Turkey's real dry. I think it's drier yeah. now than it used to be. And it has, I don't know, you know, they'll tell me what the ingredient is that's in turkey. That as soon as I have all that, you know, I'm going to go over to the couch and lay down. I'm not lay down, but I'm going to watch the football game and my right. eyes tend to close. Right. And I'm out. Yeah. Oh, it does. Turkey yeah. makes me very, very sleepy. Well, I think another thing that makes me sleepy is, is eating so much. Well, that, will, that could possibly have something to do with it. When you eat so much that you can't breathe, you know, that's what... 
All right, what's your question? My question is this, Ed. All right, this time of year, here we are at Thanksgiving. We got um, Christmas coming up. You got New Year's coming up. Then you got Valentine's Day and so forth and so on. What's your favorite holiday of the year? What one do you do enjoy? Wow. And I've had to think, when I thought about this question, I thought, wow, that's kind of tough because, um, um, you know, I think it's almost depending on what age you are a little bit. I think so, too. What do you think? Well, you, yeah, you I jump think so. Yeah, you know, younger you wanted presents and, and all of that. But uh, I, I tend to think family now. Mm-hmm. So Thanksgiving is a good one because you have everybody around the table. If they're coming to your house for Thanksgiving, now if you're going to somebody else's house, that's a different story. What if they're scattered and they're not yeah, coming home? That's a, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. You're right. That's a problem. So it, it, um, I think that's, that's the most important thing. And, you know, one of the things that I tend to really like around the holidays is a Christmas Eve service. Mm-hmm. And they tend to go real fast. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they say, 30 minutes, you're out of here. You know, and they, it's like they want to get out and go home and open presents or something. But it's, to me, that's very moving because it, there's, not, there's not a lot of preaching or anything else. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a real. Is it where they do silent night, the, yeah, the turn the lights the down, candle, you have the candle? It really, we did that when we were in Los Angeles. And when we were out there, it was just the three of us. Mm-hmm. And there was not a lot of family around. And it was. Um, that did kind of touch me more when you had things like that at Christmas Eve, this candlelight service. And if you've, if you've lost a, a, a loved one or family mm. member, that's a very important time right mm-hmm. there, you know, to think about them. And, and uh, Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I've really, to me, I've gotten to really like New Year's Eve, and not in the sense of we're going to have, you know, blow the, the horns and all that stuff, but the sense that it's a new beginning. That's true. Yeah. That I looked sometimes, often in my life, I've looked at New Year's as all the things I didn't do the way I wanted to do the year before. I'm going to do it a little bit different this year. And you, you look at it as a new beginning, like a, a rebirth of everything you want mm-hmm. to do. And sometimes I've appreciated that. But now when the kids were little, it was all about, you know, Christmas. Because to see when they're three and four and five and six years old, and mm-hmm. and you see those uh, those big eyes, you know, on yeah, Christmas morning, and, and it's just really an incredible time. So I, that's why I say I think it's part of it, depending on where, where you are in your life or your age uh, as to what holiday may be more to you. Uh, so anyway, and I don't have a problem with the gifts and stuff, and people say take. You know, put Christ back in Christmas, mm-hmm. and, but it's you know like the you, you get a catalog in the mail, a Christmas catalog from Target or something. Mm-hmm. I like to look through it. <laughs> I'll sit down with my granddaughter and look through it, and look through it and say, "What do you like?" <laughs> Does that remind you of looking through the Sears catalog yeah, when you were a kind kid? Of, yeah, kind of. That's when you picked out everything you wanted. Circle and say, "Mom, look yeah, on page sixty-four. Yeah. <laughs> Put it under her pillow." Yeah. All right, here we got to move along. Here, I uh, don't know where we are, but we're going to go to. To the question uh, of the day, yours. There you go. Uh, that was my question. So oh. tell everybody what's coming up, and then you've got a sponsor, right? Okay, that's right. where we are. Okay, okay. Right. I was I was lost. All right. All right, so tell everybody what's coming up here in a minute. Thanksgiving, how it started. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving, and I'll tell you about my sponsor. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, I know they're happy with Thanksgiving. Who is it? Powell Auction and Realty Company. Since 1972, they've specialized in selling assets at public auction. 
And they're the industry leader in selling real estate, automobiles, equipment, firearms, coins, estates, and antiques. Over 46 years of experience, folks, in organizing, marketing, and conducting successful auctions. So if you want to do you know, the regular property listings or appraisals, they do all of that for you. They take it from start to finish, and they did it for us, so they'll do it for you. So give them a call. I tell you where they are. They're on. They're on out on uh, right behind Walmart. There. What's that road? It's uh, Pleasant Ridge Road Pleasant Ridge behind Road. the Walmart yeah. on yeah. Clinton Highway. Yeah. Yeah, right off Clinton Highway. Big buildings. They got a yeah. bunch of big buildings there. They got a whole estate out there, don't they? Mm-hmm. Compound. Pal Auction Realty. All right, Dad. What do we want to do? Since here we are sitting around Thanksgiving, I hope some people are listening to us. Maybe it's Thanksgiving morning or your the weekend or whatever. You're sitting around and 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 we were looking at how the heck did Thanksgiving even start? Where did it come from? Is, is all the stories I heard in school true? And uh, so Ed and I looked at some of this stuff, and some of it's a little shaky, but isn't that true of all of our holidays? Some of them were kind of bent a little bit this way and the other, and then we read about our traditions. And I think it was the old story of the, you know how you would tell a story? You tell In a circle, you tell somebody something, and by the time it got around back around to you, they completely changed. Right. I think that's true with a lot of our History or things they 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 they're made to be more comfortable for you to uh, digest, if you will. Thanksgiving. When did it start, Ed? I think it started in 1620. Mm-hmm. That's when the Mayflower brought the Pilgrims to North America from Plymouth, England, and they disembarked in what is now Plymouth, Mass. And they did set up a colony in 1621. They celebrated a successful harvest with a three-day gathering that was attended by members of the Wampumpunka tribe. Yeah, that tribe. <laughs> and it's from where we derive Thanksgiving as we know it. You know, and as I've read some of this, um, I mean, obviously around 1621 is when they kind of had this. And they, 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 I'd heard stories that a lot of the Indians, that Native Americans that lived there that during that time died from a plague or something, mm-hmm. and only one of them remained. But it did not become an official holiday to far later and it's still then there was even some argument about it if you think about it. George Washington had said there would be a national day of thanks or whatever you uh, harvest that was what it was some kind of great harvest and then the um, 1777 the Continental Congress made it a proclamation of Thanksgiving and it had been celebrated anywhere from September all the way up to December 18th was the latest date I'd seen. So it moved all over the place. And and Thomas Jefferson did not want to celebrate Thanksgiving. Did you read that? Yeah. He didn't want to... <laughs> I guess he and George Washington didn't necessarily get no, along. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think Thomas Jefferson is much of a God guy anyway. <laughs> and, and plus with Thanksgiving, you're making up part of that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's... it's it, but it wasn't just about religious freedom, and a lot of people think that's true, too. Mm-hmm. But the pilgrims, they came because they were they were going to get rich. Mm-hmm. They had religious freedom in Holland, where they first arrived in the 17th century. But like those who settled in Jamestown in 1607, the pilgrims came to North America to make money. Mm-hmm. And they were also coming here to order, uh, order and establish religion, theocracy, which they did. That's not exactly the same as coming here for religious freedom. It's like coming here against religious freedom. Yeah, and... Um and I just don't know that it was the great harvest they were celebrating that they necessarily turned it into Thanksgiving. 
And again, we're talking about 100 years later or yeah. more, 150 years later, before it ever became officially Thanksgiving. And they can't find any proof that the Native Americans were even invited. Exactly. Yeah, so. There was one that was they said was there, but he had been a prisoner. In, he was a slave in Spain and then got to England and then got back to America. I can't imagine how long it took to do all that. And then he was the only one there, supposedly, and then he died the next year of the plague. And there's no evidence that turkey was served. No, none at all. Well, actually, you know, the turkey that you, that's wild turkey is not the kind of turkey you see on the table anyway. No, by no means. No. Uh, it's not. Not to take anything away from Thanksgiving. No, no, we're trying to do no. that. We're just saying, you know, it's it's a little bit of a, almost a fable, some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. about the Because I mean, here's the picture I got when I was a kid from uh, learning about Thanksgiving is, and you remember when you were a kid, you, they, your teacher had you paint the picture. And it was the pilgrims sitting around with all the Indians, Mm -hmm. and then they're bringing the turkey in. Mm -hmm. And that was what you thought was what what really happened. And I'm sorry, it it didn't. (laughs) Um, And it wasn't until Abraham Lincoln where it became really an official holiday. Because George Washington called it like a time of harvest, and then Jefferson didn't want to have anything to do with it, and he kind of did away with it. And then Lincoln kind of made it official. And then there was the next argument was, when was it? And as I yeah. said, anywhere from September to December 18th, it was celebrated. And then it became the last Thursday of um, November. Officially. Yes. And then... One month, there was five Thursdays in November, and they argued over that. And the Republicans wanted, like, the fifth, and the Democrats wanted the fourth Thursday. And so they'd call it, well, the Republicans' Thanksgiving is there, and the Democrats is there. And then finally, Lincoln, I think, said it was the fourth Thursday of November because it was they were all over the place. Well, you know, when they got there, they found the pill... Pilgrims found a lovely place to settle, they say. Mm -hmm. Why was it available? Because every single native person who had been living there was now a corpse. They all died of the plague. It wasn't because they came over there and killed them. No. They died of this plague. And I don't know how many people we're talking about. Two or three hundred, two or three thousand. I don't know or or more. But they all died of, of illness. And then, like say, that one Indian. What was his name? I saw his name somewhere. Um... Daggone it. Squanto? Uh, Squanto. Squanto. Yeah. The last surviving Patuxet Patuxet Indian. He had learned English, and he had avoided the plague, but he he died the following year of the plague. I don't know. You know, let's get back to uh, what's your favorite memory of Thanksgiving? If we were going to talk about some of the memories of Thanksgiving, was it, I mean, was it when you were young and you were around the table and, or what? Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> my mother was not known as the best cook in the world. Okay. So uh, she and dad would get into this big argument about how much sage to put in the dressing. <laughs> sage. Okay. And, and he always had to go out and buy more sage. <laughs> You're kidding no, me. I'm oh, I'm telling you. Oh, my God. It was a big joke to me and my brother. Oh. I mean, it's like we'd look at each other and we'd go, sage time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
don't even know what sage tastes like. Now I gotta go have some. Yeah, well, you don't. Want to. We so was it so your favorite memories of Thanksgiving are they when you your kids were young or when you were young or what? Or what? Uh, yeah, what's your, yeah, that's when I was young. Really? Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily, I mean, you were probably, we didn't have a whole lot necessarily. I mean, we had everything we needed. My memory, I can close my eyes and see myself in my aunt's house and a long, long table set up in the entryway. Not in the mm-hmm. dining room, because I don't think there was a dining room. In the entryway, a big table was set up, and everybody was squeezed in there, and mom and her sister and others, the women would cook all morning long, mm-hmm. and I can remember like at two or three or four o'clock, we'd, we'd everybody'd sit down. I can remember they'd start passing it around, you know, I'm turkey and gravy and rolls. That's the only thing I cared about. Mm-hmm. But those, I can close my eyes for some reason. That's my biggest memory of Thanksgiving. Although we've had great memories of the kids being little and so forth, mm-hmm. and mom and dad and things like that. But I just remember that one for some reason when I was very young. Now, some people treat Thanksgiving as just another day, mm-hmm. although it's a holiday. For instance, uh, you know, they'll go to a restaurant and have Thanksgiving mm-hmm. dinner. That's, that's big nowadays. That's yeah. what I've done the last two or three years. My wife always travels on Thanksgiving for work. Mm-hmm. And so it's been me and my sister and my mom. And we'll, we'll go to a restaurant to have Thanksgiving dinner. And it's great. That way mom's yeah. not cleaning anything up right. and all that. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think uh, I asked my wife, I said, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. What's your memory when you were growing up? And she said, the only thing I remember is I had to help mom in the kitchen and all the guys sat around and watched football. (laughs) And I said, what's wrong with that? Well, that's exactly. And I said, well, so are you saying it wasn't that great of a memory? She said, yeah, Yeah. because, you know, all it was always around football. And, uh, you know, having a memory of just it has to be built around football was not what she likes. Well, if you ever get up to a Pilgrim Memorial State Park in Plymouth, Massachusetts, there's Mm -hmm. a rock up there, and it's inside a building. Is that Plymouth Rock? Yeah, landing place of the pilgrims. Now, it's not mentioned in any of the early writings or anything, but it's mm-hmm. part of oral history. Do so you think that's real, too, or no, is they, they found a rock? like and... a big potato. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to move along, Ed. Let's see. Uh, we uh-huh. are going to uh, let you tell everybody what's coming up for the rest of the show. And also, our next show, then we're going to – got a sponsor. Okay. And then uh, we're going to open up the mailbox. All right. So well, got. coming up on our next show, we're going to say, oh, wow, love that barbecue. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. We are. Hey, did you bring something to drink? I no. hope so. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought I saw somebody at the door. What's our next show? People to handle snakes in religious services. Oh, okay. I was wondering what you're talking about. <laughs> we're going to talk about barbecue? Barbecue? All right, Ed, I got a sponsor. It's Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies. Boy, do we right. like to go there. We spent a, some time up there during the um, summer. You know, they got so much stuff up there. A lot of penguins. In fact, the Knoxville Zoo uh, sent their penguins up to Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies. Ripley's really has it together there. Not only do they have the greatest aquarium in the South, if not the whole United States, they've got the uh, historic, believe it or not, they've got the um, haunted adventure, the mirror maze, the moving theater, the mini golf. It's just a great place to visit. If you go to Gatlinburg, you cannot not visit Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies. Really fine people. So, Ed, let's open up the mailbox. All right, here we go. What you got? Oh, there it goes. Ozzy from Mechanicsville. What state has the most guns? Mm. Is this legal or illegal? 
Well, um, I did a little study on this. Um, The one that did not surprise me, Ed, the state that has the fewest guns per thousand people, Mm -hmm. what state do you think that is? Uh, New York. Yeah, New York. I was going. I think I was thinking maybe it's Illinois, but it's New York. There's only three guns per thousand people in New York. I bet they're expensive. Yeah, really. <laughs> I bet they are. Yeah. Yeah. Were you surprised by this list? Yes, I am. What What stuck out in your uh, mind well, when some you of saw the things? I, I think like Hawaii. You know, these are places that have gun control. Yeah. Uh, and. Because of that, you know, it's it's a, it's a lot. But the, Wyoming, they have 195 guns. That's per, number one, by the way, yeah, folks. Yeah, 195 guns per 1,000 people. Yeah. Wow, that's 20 percent of the people have guns mm-hmm. in Wyoming. Maybe you need it there. Yeah, you might kill rattlesnakes. Well, and Virginia has a lot of guns. That surprised me. Number two, surprise you did me. District of Columbia. District of Columbia has the most guns and, per thousand people, and they need it. Well, I hear you, but I mean, I just, I was kind of surprised by that. Washington, D.C. has more, here, here's the hotbed of political power. Here we go. And Get on that box, buddy. People want to complain about gun control, and where they are yeah. has number two in the whole United States more guns than every place else in America other than Wyoming is in the District of Columbia. Yep. 66 guns per 1,000 people. Yep. That shocked me, actually. It does me, too. All right, Ed, tell everybody we're Tennessee. They're all kind of... Where is Tennessee? Where is it? 29. No, 25. 11.3 guns per 1,000 people. Yeah. I thought it'd be more than that, actually. Yeah. Actually, we're right in there with Montana, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Connecticut, or Texas was only uh, 12 guns per thousand people. I thought that'd be a lot more. Well, Texas is more metro now, I think. I think. Um, uh, Alabama up there with 20 guns per thousand people. <laughs> Virginia with 30, and they're a very democratic state. Yeah. Well, and, no, well, not all of the state is democratic. It's I not? Think, no, I, I think the... The main city, the big metro yeah, cities yeah, are. are yeah. 30 guns per thousand people in Virginia... Um. Well. Um. Anyway, it was there. You go, uh, Ozzy. Uh, the state with the most guns per thousand people is Wyoming. So, anything else you want to say about that? You got any input? Anything else that stuck no, out? I don't think so. I I think it's 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 uh, it kind of makes sense. That the that the people who bitch the most would have the most guns. <laughs> Wait, where is Illinois in there? Kind of think of it. And, you know, Chicago has somebody twenty people getting shot every weekend. Where was Illinois? Let's see. Let's see. Uh, number thirty-five. They have nine point two guns per thousand people. Yeah. Well, it must be all the bad people have them. All right. All right. Open up another piece of mail, will you? There you go. Pauline from Greenback says, what's the number one crop for Tennessee farmers? I bet Ed knows this. He's kind of a farmer, <laughs> livestock owner, oh, yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I would just, you know, for years ago, I bet it would have been tobacco. Yeah, I thought that's changed. Yeah, and yeah. now it's now tobacco is not the cash crop. I remember as a child, this time of year, mm-hmm. around Thanksgiving, yeah. trucks would line up 
at these tobacco warehouses. Bill Mullins Tobacco Warehouse, downtown and on Dale Avenue and all that. They yeah. would line up taking the tobacco in because that's where that's where they got their money yeah. for Christmas and Thanksgiving and stuff. And they would that was and a they'd cash walk crop. the guy, the auctioneer would walk just keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> and just keep walking as he I watched it one time. It was the craziest thing I ever saw. Yeah. And they put a little tag on them as they go by. Yeah, and all these people walking by. But that's that was that was when that was that was when tobacco was king. Yeah. everywhere. Now mm-hmm. it's still king, I think, in some places like Virginia. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think it's king there, but it is. Mm-hmm. Kentucky, North Carolina. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, tobacco is still a very big part part of. America. Well, you can remember when I was a kid. You remember when you go on a trip or something, and you'd see you go by. Uh, you know, you'd be down going down a road, and you see a barn off to the side, and you see all that tobacco hanging. Right. You remember that? Yeah. I guess they picked it and then it had to dry out or something. Mm-hmm. It would hang upside down in the barn. I can remember seeing that as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I don't know I don't have no idea how much tobacco is still grown in the United States compared to what it used to be. Maybe we should look at that one time. Well, we can say this: that the state's agricultural economy is, has a lot to do with that. Soybean, cotton, corn for grain, tobacco are Tennessee's most important field crops. Mm-hmm. So it's still up there, um, and and of course cotton in West Tennessee, soybeans everywhere. But you know, there's and corn in East Tennessee too. But soybeans in the farms in Middle Tennessee and West Tennessee go for miles. Really? Yeah, the soybean farms they just go for miles. Soybeans you, in everything. Yeah, you don't have that in East Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You know, in East Tennessee, you see a lot of cattle and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't see crops mm-hmm. for miles in East Tennessee. No. Fruits and vegetables play a lesser role with tomatoes and snap beans ranking as the most important vegetable. Apples and peaches ranking as the leading fruits. Mushrooms are grown commercially in Tennessee. I don't like mushrooms. I do too. All right, all right. Let's uh, let's go on, Ed. Let's see what we got. This is the Ed and Bob Show. We're going to get into complaints, <clears throat> and Ed's going. to... Do you mention anything here? I forgot what we do here. Or we just get right. Uh, let's just get right into some complaints because we're complaining. What do you got to complain right. about? You. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> Fix that guy. All right, what's your complaint for today? I got one. Well, go ahead. All right, I got one. I still, and this is getting to me again. I know, I know people have heard me complain about this before, but the leaves, you know, are falling. Yeah, they're picking up yeah, the leaves, yeah. and I see the guys with the blowers, and they're out there. And what do they do? They blow it in the street. So where are you supposed to blow it? You're supposed to pick them up. I'm paying you to pick them up or put them in a bag or, or put them in the side of the road there where they'll come by and pick them up if you live in the city. But don't blow them in the middle of the street so when people drive by, that's what they want. They want you to then blow them in your neighbor's yard, and that's a well, lot of crap. Yeah, I, I believe that. I, I don't think they should do that. However, there is not a you know there's not a lot of places to put. It. If you've got a lot of leaves, there's not a lot of places to do it. To get rid put of them, them in a bag. I'm if I'm if somebody's being paid to clean up. Don't I'm talking about the 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 lawn people that blow them in the road because Ma and Paul raking their yard are not blowing them out there in the road. They wouldn't do that to their neighbors. Do you? I remember as a child in my grandmother's house in particular. They would rake the leaves yeah. in the ditch. 
Yeah. And catch them on fire. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. After you, after the kids played in them. Yeah, and the smell of those burning leaves. <laughs> yeah. I can smell it to this day. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. You're exactly right. Oh my gosh. All right. What did you have a complaint or were you just complaining about me? I don't know. All right, let's move on. Tell everybody anything, listen to us. Go online to the Ed and Bob.com and that's the Ed and Bob show. It's available there at Ed and Bob.com. And there's a, there's a little square down the right where you can send us your comments and listen to us. Or you can download the Apple Podcast app or the TuneIn app. Search Ed and Bob. Be sure to subscribe. Alexa, in your Alexa skill settings, enable TuneIn. Then tell Alexa to go to TuneIn. She'll ask you what you want to hear. Tell her exactly this. Ed and Bob Show. And then if you want to comment, go to edandbob.com. There's comment section. Or you can email us. People love to do that. Ed and Bob at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter. That's always fun. Ed and Bob Knox. Ed Brantley or Bob Thomas Knox. And we are on Facebook. So look us up. And I want to mention here as we get to the end, Ed, I was excited to see uh, that David Book is running for Knox County um, law director. Really? He used to be with yeah. uh, Daniels and uh, Jimmy Duncan, mm-hmm. the congressman, in their law firm. And then he became the assistant law director. And he is now running for law director for Knox County. And he's a fine gentleman. Yes, he and is. I'm tickled to death that yes, he's he running is. because, buddy, he is straight as an arrow and yeah. will do an incredible job. David Book. And this is not a paid announcement. I'm just saying I think he would do a great job, and we'd be very fortunate to have him. I agree with you. So do you have a business shout-out, Ed? Yeah, we're going to shout-out to Love That Barbecue. Oh, Walter, Love Love That Barbecue. On the old Maribel Highway. Can you have barbecue for Thanksgiving? You can, buddy. I bet he's having some today. I, I guarantee you. Uh, Walter Love, love that barbecue. Great guy. Get out there and uh, say hello to him and uh, buy some of that barbecue, whether it be for Thanksgiving or any time. What's our next show about, Ed? Our next show is going to be about love that barbecue. <laughs> Do people still handle snakes? Oh, I don't. No. Religious service handling snakes. Does that still go on? I don't know. You know, I haven't thought about that since uh, a couple of TV shows. Oh, my gosh. And then the lady getting strangled? All right. I enjoyed it, brother. See you, buddy. See you next time. I go to sleep and keep grinning. If this is just the beginning. My life is gonna be beautiful. I've sunshine enough to spread. It's just like the fella said. Tell me quick, another kick in the head. Like the fella once said. Ain't that a kick in the